bonus edition of the Pick 6 podcast. It's a very sad day for yours truly, a lifelong New York Giants fan, as the clown, Ben McAdone's Jerry Reese, who's hopefully on his way out in about a month or so, and John Mara, tone-deaf owner of the New York Giants, decide to bench quarterback Eli Manning after 210 consecutive starts, callously and with no respect for number 10, in favor, not of Davis Webb, but Geno Smith coming up on Sunday in Oakland against the Raiders because, of course, it's Eli Manning's fault that the Giants are 2-9 and nine this season, not the clueless coach or the clueless general manager. I'm joined alongside Pete Prisco and Jason Lockenfora. Guys, um, I'm, I'm going to rant on this as we as we move along this podcast here. We're going to do about 10, 15 minutes or so. I, I can't remember in my fandom life, and, and I will admit that a lot of this is, is fandom for me here because I grew up a big Giants fan, being this infuriated about a decision and, and, and remembering a decision this tone deaf made by an organization that's bandied about as being one of the most classy organizations in all of sports in the New York football Giants. I think this is just a total and utter disgrace. I think it's terrible. I think it – look, I get when you're a crappy football team, you want to evaluate your backup quarterback, but haven't they evaluated Geno Smith already before they made the decision to sign him? Uh, it's just a bad decision. It, it makes no sense to me. And here's what really angers me on this. You know who went to bat to get Ben McAdoo hired? Eli Manning. That job was going to Mike Smith. And at the 11th hour, and from what I ta- heard from people in the Giants, that there was actually a uh, maybe even some uh, PR releases scheduled to go out. And at the 11th hour, Manning went to Giants owner John Mara and said, look, Ben McAdoo should be the head coach. I don't want to have to change systems again. And now they do this? I mean, this makes no sense to me. If you're going to evaluate Davis Webb, maybe. But he's not ready. So why not just stick it out with Eli? It's just it's just like rubbing his head in the dirt. That's what it is. Yeah, there's no rational explanation for this. And it's one where, you know, you, you hear something like this and you, you, you your initial reaction, McAdoo announces it. You're like, okay, that's crazy talk. And But, you know, but a lot of these things, you know, over time you assess it and 24 hours later, you know, 36 hours later, you may find some other perspective or you do a little more reporting and you talk to a few more people, you know, and you're kind of like, all right, um, it was contrarian. It was strange, but it wasn't totally crazy. This is totally crazy. Like, like the more you think about it, it's just like, how could this have been the rational conclusion? It's crazy on its merits. It's crazy in theory. And then for you to handle it in practice, in, in actual uh, revelation, in explanation, to have sent a, a, a dead man walking out there, McAdoo, on a Tuesday to sort of announce it, and then Eli gets all the cameras in an open locker room, and the owner's not there because it's committee meetings, and he's on the compensation committee, and they're feverishly trying to complete and announce Goodell's contract. And so he, you've got a guy who's not going to be there in a few weeks who has the backing of a GM who's not going to be there in a few weeks, and to have basically closed the Eli Manning chapter of your franchise in that unceremonious manner, and then to have done it for Geno Bleeping Smith. Again, if it's Davis Webb, I'm with you guys. Like, at least then, if, 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 let's say they had done it this way. Okay, let's say they're just keeping it real. They stink, they know they stink. They're probably going to blow everybody out of there. 
and they're going to have to trade Eli to get more pieces, and they're going to be picking in the top four, and they want to draft a quarterback. Then you do it on a Monday when the owner's there, and the owner sits there at a dais with Eli and the coach, and they've already discussed it all privately, and they say, look, here's the deal. We need to see what we have in our young quarterback, Davis Webb, because he may be our future, and we never thought we'd be picking in the top four, but it looks like we're going to be, and this could be a very significant quarterback draft. Eli has been a warrior for us. Eli has been, a, has been uh, a tremendous asset on field and off, but we're probably moving in another direction. We don't want to trade Eli hurt. We don't want, if we decide to release Eli, we don't want to release him hurt. We need to see Webb play. We're going to sit Eli. We're going to address Eli's future with him and try to trade him somewhere he wants to be in the offseason. In the meantime, Geno Smith is going to back this kid up. We need to determine if he can play in the league and what we're doing with our draft picks. Are we trading? Are drafting a quarterback in the top five, or are we trading out for somebody else who needs a quarterback? And you be transparent about it, and you don't go to Eli and say, do you want to keep your streak still going, but we really don't want you to play? I mean, it's ridiculous. What's he supposed to say to, what's he supposed to, say to that, Jason? Like, yeah, no, I want to keep, I want to selfishly no, keep it's, the streak. No, it's an uncomfortable situation. It's asinine. And I will say, you could view this in isolation and saying, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a bad look for the Giants. I would say uh, Josh Brown was a real bad look for the Giants. And I would say even the Coughlin press conference um, and some of the, the events leading up to that the weeks before could have been handled a little bit better. And some of their decisions have certainly backfired. So uh, it's time for ownership to retake the reins there and sort of get back to the Giant way. And, and the next regime they find, and that's including the quarterback, because it's over, quarterback, GM, head coach, boy, they better get it right. Uh, Pete, I- I'm going to blast McAdoo and Reese in a second here, but JLC brings up a great point. I feel like Wellington Mara might be rolling over in his grave at this point with all the decisions that his son, John Mara, and the Chase family have been making. And the way that this has gone down over the last couple of years, you grew up a Giants fan, Pete. Not, and I know like you've been covering the league for a long time. You're certainly not a Giants fan anymore, so I'm not trying to say that. But are you shocked? by the way that the Giants' ownership, the Giants' organization has handled things over the past couple of years here, given the standard that was set during the lifetime of the Duke, Wellington, Mara? Yes, I am. But but you got to remember, back in the day, there was when he was owning the team, there was always a lot of turmoil going on. You, you forget that. You remember the good years, Nick. There were a lot of bad years. Remember, they serenaded Ali Sherman at the Yankee Stadium, goodbye, Ali, goodbye, Ali, and got him fired. I mean, yeah, there were a lot of bad years, but I'll say this. We always looked at the Giants as an organization that knew what they were doing in terms of handling things with class, and this wasn't handled very well at all. The, the, let's be honest about it. Jerry Reese staying for as long as he did hasn't been handled very well. I mean, they put it all on Tom Coughlin. That wasn't handled very yeah, well. How does Jerry Reese still employed, but Tom – like, that was what was insane. If you were going to blow off Tom Coughlin, how the hell did Jerry Reese keep his job? Correct. And And to me – you know, this is this is just a bad look for the Giants. It's not it's not. Look, if anybody thinks Eli Manning's playing good football, they're misguided. But if anybody thinks that any quarterback in the league could play good football with what he has around them, they're misguided. It's a bad offense with a bad line with no running game and no receivers. Go ahead. Now, have at it, guys. I mean, it's just a disaster. McAdoo is a disaster. He needs to go after the season. Bottom line, McAdoo, McAdoo, whatever you want to call him, he needs to go. He is a bad football coach. He shouldn't have had the job. And what, again, what compounds this is the fact that Eli went to bat for him to make him the head coach. That's unreal. And not only that, but McAdoo has thrown Eli under the bus 
time after time in the last two years as coach of the Giants, and Eli has not responded one time because Eli's too classy to do that. And Eli, by the way, got that franchise two of its four Super Bowl trophies and two Super Bowl MVPs for number 10. Jason, as it concerns Davis Webb, forget about Geno Smith. We know Geno Smith isn't the answer. That's been proven over the course of Geno's career. Have you heard anything from evaluators around the league, anyone inside the Giants organization, as to how people feel about young Davis Webb? Well, look, I mean... There were some people who liked him, obviously, at Cal. And, and you would once in a while, I don't know if you heard this, Pete, either. Once in a while, you'd hear a scout say, hey, I might like the other quarterback at Cal more than the one who's going to go first overall. I, I don't know that that that's a, a, an opinion that many people would espouse. But, look, they took him fairly high. He was a part of a couple of big-time programs. Uh, he lost his job a few times, too, uh, in college as well. But performed pretty well his last year, and worth taking a look at. I mean, nobody knows, though. I mean, look at how he's been in three years. That's, that's why I would play him every single game, and I would give him every rep this week, and I would just start playing him. I mean, if you're sitting Eli, then you better sit him so that you're really going to look at this kid for six weeks, not to go mix and match. Like we're going to start Gino, but we might bring Webb in, in the second half this week. And then if that looks okay, then we'll probably start Webb. And even if it doesn't, we'll eventually start Webb the final couple weeks because we got to see something. It, it, it just seems like a top Warner, you know, decision. Like, what are rotating quarterbacks? And, you know, you can still start if you want. I mean, but how does I mean, they're, they're, look, he's got to play at least three or four games. I'm sure of that. And, it's just so tone deaf on so many levels, though. I mean, Gino is just so toxic in that market. And for it to be for him, like, you think anybody's going to come and watch that? May I interject here? Because here's the thing about Geno Smith. Like, new, they're trying to sell New York on Geno Smith. Are they not aware that Geno Smith played for the New York Jets and was an outright disaster and got cold-cocked by one of his teammates, like, while he was with the Jets? Like, it wasn't like he did that across the country. He did it across town. Like, New Yorkers know the deal with Geno Smith. This ain't going to go over well in New York. I might not be there in New York anymore. I'm here in South Florida, Jason. But I know enough to know that New Yorkers are not going to buy what the Giants are selling right now. No, I mean, you, you might as well just play the kid. I mean, you, you might as well play the kid and sort of get your story straight and stick to it. Um, I, I just don't see any value in, 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 in Geno Smith playing a couple of games before you turn it over to this other kid. You play Eli until you're ready to start Davis Webb. If they started splitting snaps and you think it's going to take two or three weeks, then let Eli and Webb split sna- snaps for three weeks before you eventually give it um, – to, to web I, it, it's it's bizarre to me it is truly truly bizarre hey by the way geno smith in fairness to him he's had some injury issues and and some in the last game he actually started in 2014 that year and he's played since then but the one he started in 2014 against miami remember then he had the the injury and the, what he tore his acl and he had the broken jaw and all that he threw for 358 yards and three touchdowns again i don't think he's the answer i would go to the kid and jason you asked me about Davis Webb, there were a lot of scouts last year leading up to the draft process who thought he might work his way into the back end of the first round. Yeah. That's, they thought that highly of him. And, and, you know, he transferred from Texas Tech where he played that wide open offense. He went to Cal. He played in the wide open offense. But the bottom line is he was impressive there last year when he was at Cal. And so, yeah, get him on the field. He's the guy you need to find out about because if they're going to get away from Eli Manning, the whole idea, find out if you have the quarterback of the future. If not, you go into next year's draft. You have to get one. So, 
Uh, it makes no sense to go to Geno Smith. Now, now, here's what makes me nervous as as a Giants fan. If they play Davis Webb, let's say that Geno uh, plays decently, and then in the last four games it's Davis Webb. Let's say Davis Webb plays decently. Is there a chance, guys, that McAdoo and Reese could actually be back next year? Like, what is the percent chance that those two are back with the New York Giants in 2018? I would no. say Reese zero, and I would say McAdoo like two percent. Like if they run the table, you know what I mean. Like it's like I, I mean if if they run the table and Webb has some huge role in that, like he, you know, he could pull a pair of aces out of his back pocket, and 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 even then, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm saying beyond improbable. I just won't go zero point zero zero percent. Yeah, I don't think they'll be back. I don't think either one of them are going to be back. I think they they clean them they both better, out. They better yeah. be out. And, and and if you'll allow me the emotional fan perspective here on this situation, a lot of Giants fans like tweeted me like want want me to kill the team. It's just it's like if Tom Coughlin made this decision, it would be one thing, right? Because Coughlin at least had the pedigree, won two Super Bowls as Giants head coach. For Ben frickin' McAdoo to be the face of benching Eli Manning. Eli Manning, who's on the Mount Rushmore of New York athletes. Eli Manning, who brought two Super Bowls to my favorite team and to a lot of people's favorite teams. And to see Eli Manning crying, basically, in front of the media on Tuesday, it boils my blood to a degree that I didn't think it ever would be again as a sports fan. Like, Ben McAdoo. Get the hell out of my team and get the hell out of my city. Like benching Eli Manning. But, but here's the thing, though. Here, here's here's the thing. You can holler at Ben McAdoo all you want. Ben McAdoo ain't doing this unless I, like he ain't doing it unless somebody lets him do it. You know what I mean? Like, but we can't fire the owner though. And I've been saying for two years to get Jerry Reese to help. Jerry Reese. And look, Jerry Reese deserves credit. The 2007 draft class was excellent. Helped them win Super Bowl 42. Drafted Jason Pierre Paul and others. Helped them win Super Bowl 46. Bottom line, Ernie Acorsi engineered the trade to bring Eli Manning in. The Giants don't win a Super Bowl in 2007 or 2011 without Eli Manning. So Reese doesn't have any rings without Eli Manning. Ben McAdoo doesn't have this job without Eli Manning. And to stab Eli in the back like this, callously. And Jason, like you said, like there's a public relations factor in this. If they do what you said with the owner there and Eli in the press conference, it's one thing entirely. They could have changed the narrative of this. But it just shows you how tone deaf and, quite frankly, how stupid this organization has become. That this is what they decide. How could they sit in a room and say, this is what's right. This is the equivalent of Jerry Reese going out there in the NFL draft and saying, I'm not going to address the offensive line or the run game or the linebacker position. Let me keep taking skill position players. Hey, moron, maybe build around your potential Hall of Fame quarterback. Hey, Ben McAdoo, you clown, maybe stop throwing your quarterback under the bus when your quarterback's the only reason you have the job in the first place. What a freaking disgrace. Hey, by the way, Tom Coughlin has his, nor- his annual J Fund, which is a great charity he does here and he does it in New York City for- to raise money for pediatric cancer. It was all a telethon all day yesterday, so he was on the air, and they asked him about Eli, and he was angry about it. He- for Tom Coughlin to answer the cre- question as directly as he did, he said what they did to Eli is not right. He didn't agree with it. And, you know, for a coach to question another coach, particularly yeah. a guy like Coughlin, he he was not thrilled with that move at all. Does he Do does he remember? wind it? Does he wind up in Jacksonville? I, I would love. I to think see so. It. I would love to see it. And, and you guys remember when Tom Coughlin was pushed out the door by the Giants? Which I and to be fair, I didn't necessarily think was the wrong move. I think that Coughlin and Reese should have been blown out. Remember, Coughlin almost brought Eli to tears in that press conference when Coughlin was talking about the kind of man and leader Eli Manning is. So you can see the relationship between those two. And I'll say this as a Giants fan, guys. I'm being honest. 
Eli Manning deserves to go somewhere else. I do not want to see Eli on this team next year backing up some young quarterback. Give Eli the chance to go to a winner, to a contender, and possibly play winning football. And if he goes to Jacksonville or he goes to Denver or wherever the hell else he goes, I will probably root for Eli Manning on that team more than I'll root for the New York Giants next year. That's how pissed off I am right now at this organization. Yeah, it's it's going to be – this is a portal into, though, what I think will be a – wild combine because you're going to have Eli Manning, Tyrod Taylor, and Alex Smith, all fairly accomplished, you know, quarterbacks. I mean, all guys who are starting quarterbacks in this league, you're not finding 32 better than any of them. They're all going to be on trademark. It's it's going to be, I don't, I can't recall a situation like that ever really before in my time covering the league. And my hunch is right now, obviously very, very early. I could see Eli in Jacksonville. I could see Alex Smith in Denver, and I could see Tyrod Taylor in Arizona. Yeah, but the, 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 they're not going to trade Alex Smith inside the division, Jason. What's the difference? Nah, they're He's not. They just won't. You know how that, you know how that works. I mean, what for they're a year or two? What? The there's no huh? way. There's no way to uh, trade him. In. Dude, Donovan McNabb got traded inside the division. What do you mean there's no way? Yeah, they wanted to dump him. But, I mean, that Drew was Blitz, the dump. What do they think they're doing with this guy? This guy's averaging 6.6 yards in attempt the last eight weeks. I mean, what do you think? Belichick I mean, it can happen, but Bill. that usually doesn't. I mean, it, it Maybe they happened. send him to Arizona and Tyrod goes to Denver. I just see – I see Elway wanting a guy with a little bit more of a pedigree. Oh I mean, and his options are going to be I what? Think Eli will make a play for Eli if he's out there. We're great with that. I, I don't, a couple years after bringing yeah. in Peyton, he brings in Eli. I mean, I would probably – If you're Eli – why would you want to do that? You know what I mean? Now you're following in your brother's footsteps. Oh, if you don't win one late, you're not as good. I mean, dude, he's Jacksonville's a better team than Denver right now. I mean, I, and Coughlin's in Jacksonville. I mean, I, I don't see I, – I mean, that's happening, dude. I, I, I don't see why that wouldn't happen for any reason, honestly. What's, what's you know Eli's what I mean? Cap, so then it's Drew Brees and free agency. next year? He's due $5 million option bonus in the first day of the league year. What's his cap? Going? So, that, so I he'll be at a, the contract a little bit yesterday. It's, it, from a, from a cash standpoint, it's nothing. The base salaries are like 11 and like 13. The big money is in the proration of the roster of the, of the signing bonus. But I mean, the Giants are going to have to eat a chunk of that to trade him. So, I mean, it depends whether they wait till after June. I mean, they wouldn't. They'll just have yeah, to but, trade him and take the 12 million in dead cap. But he said so he was going to have to pay him. So they're going to have to pay him. The, they're going to have to pay him the five million roster bonus, and then and then uh, or the bonus in the first day of the league year, and then trade him. That's that's risky. I, I we've seen it before. I don't think that's going to derail this, dude. You can't put this genie back in the bottle. I mean, you no, think no, it's, Tom Condon the and the Manning family are going to stand for this? Like they're going to come back to the Giants and just play it out? Uh, so it's I over, will- dude. So it's it, over. It, it is over, and it's sad. And as a Giants fan, um, Eli's my favorite athlete of all time. Honestly, it, it's a sad day for me, and I know a lot of Giants fans out there listening as well feel the same way. And I will add this in closing. I hope the Raiders annihilate the Giants on Sunday, and I hope the Giants get killed every game moving forward this season to blow out this clueless head coach and blow out this clueless general manager, and let's start over next year and get Eli to a place where he can win because Eli Manning – deserves better. For Pete Prisco and Jason Locke and for I'm Nick Costos. Thanks for listening to this bonus edition of the Pick 6 Podcast. We will be back on Friday. Picks against the spread for Week 13.